Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 W. FTL. Well, I think we pretty much got official landfall. Yeah. Idalia. Interestingly, uh, there's a three. Well, that it, it died rather quickly. Just like this, right. It's the second hit land. It must have been those far outer bands that chopped it up a little bit. I mean, that's neither here nor there if you're up there and you're feeling it, obviously. But I mean, that, you know, as far as the official record books go, and, and to be honest with you, insurance wise, too. Yeah, we can only hope. The, the big concern now is the storm surge. Jim Cantori. Uh, he's where in Crystal River? Where is Cedar he? Key? Cedar Key. He's on the. It looks like he's in a house with stilts, and he's on the yeah. second floor, and he's filming, and he's live, and he's filming the the surge coming in. Houses that are not on stilts are just about an inch away from getting flooded. So it's, it's storm surge, man, all up and down the coast of the Gulf Coast that they've been concerned about. In fact, this is what they were talking about with Tampa as of like last night. This is uh, WFLA, the TV station over there. The water levels are going to rise in Tampa Bay possibly three to five more feet on top of where they're at right now. So that is what I'm concerned about going through the next 12 hours because our winds are going to consistently be onshore at this point. It's a strong, strong storm, and it's wide. That's the thing. Now, obviously, as far as this this is right below Florida State, we've been talking about FSU and the kids there. Obviously, I mean, that's the no-brainer. Classes are canceled for today, probably tomorrow, too. I don't know how many kids and families evacuated out of there, though. Hey, it's interesting, yeah, because they shut down the school and they're saying they're going to open up classes tomorrow. I'm like, I don't think that's probably going to happen. Uh, they have to assess all the damage first to, uh, before they open up any school. I think any school from Orlando North is shut down. Uh, even, yep. even your old alma mater, they shut that down uh, earlier today, yesterday, too. So uh, that's the good news. There's no kids in any of the, the schools, but the question is, kids from out of state, where did they go? Hopefully they got roommates or friends. They could have gone to somebody's house. Right. Because uh, you don't want to be there when this thing hits. Gainesville is going to get pummeled. So even the University of Florida is going to get hit. So you got F- Florida State's going to get hit. University of Florida's getting hit. All the big universities are getting hit. It's it's crazy. They had some guy. Where is he in Clearwater? You, you're more familiar with that coast than I it's am. It's tough to say because they just stand. It's like let me put my waders on and I'll stand where the most flooding is. And like he, that tells you anything. Yeah, I don't know. Some guy. He was probably on a beach road. He could be on a beach road. I don't but know. he was a what was he an NBC guy? We saw. I don't yeah. Know. It's uh, it's like okay. So now they're showing live shots. I don't even know where this guy is. Yeah. He's near some bridge in Tampa, and they're getting pummeled. So I. They couldn't pay me enough to go stand out in a hurricane. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't get the, the reason for it. Just so you can see what's happening? Is that it? And it'll they... never change. They've been doing it for years. It's like it doesn't tell you anything. Remember Al Roker holding onto a pole? That was New, that was not New Orleans. That was Katrina, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. I remember. Wow. Uh, the governor was at the, in Tallahassee, the state emergency center, just a couple of minutes ago, and he had some National Guard uh, troops talking there. They were talking about the after effect quite a bit. And, and they really seem to be focusing on that for obvious reasons. And, and the big concern he was talking about was tornado damage, which they don't know. Can't really p- totally predict it in a storm like this, but they right. know the outer bands that that's coming. Yeah, they even had the emergency management guy, uh, which I I don't think 
I never heard before, but you guys heard as well. Put a helmet on. Yeah, I hadn't heard anybody and say he that. Said, you know, get in a get in a, an interior room, no windows, grab mattresses, and if you can, put a helmet on if you got one. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. He said we can't. Basically, he was saying you, you can't replace your squash, so make sure you protect your head. It's like okay. Kind of appreciate the message. Uh, yeah, I'm was, glad he broke it down to normal terms like that. I'm thinking, okay, I got a lot of you know bicycle helmets in my house. Do those work? From that same uh, press conference, this is what the governor was talking about with some stragglers still trying to outrun this thing. Not the time. Don't put your, your life at risk uh, by doing anything um, dumb at this point. Uh, this thing's powerful. Uh, if you're inside, just hunker down until it gets past you. Uh, you don't want to be messing around with these winds. There's going to be things flying all over the place. Yep. Okay, here's a guy on NBC live in Perry, Florida, as it's coming ashore. Okay, I, 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 he doesn't have a helmet on. Remember Cantori? At least he puts a helmet on when he's standing out in the middle of the street. He does. He got hit with that, that stick wet one time, and that was all it took. At least he's smart about it. But He knows. Uh, they're showing parts of Tarpon Springs. It looks like the downtown area is already flooded. Yeah, and that's right near that uh, Port Ritchie area, like mm-hmm. north of Tampa around there. And it's not, there's not like, it's not beachy. It's like you've got the, the coast, and it's just rocky, and the water's right there. So it really is affected by storm surge there. It, com- it comes in, and it's really flat. Wow. And even just a few feet of storm surge goes way inland. Yeah, and they're saying it could be. They originally said a 16-foot wall 12 miles inland where it came ashore. So I don't know if that's going to happen with Perry, Florida. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But uh, Have they said way. officially, Dean, or have they said what the official... Uh, landfall area was? Are they calling it Cedar Key? They haven't yet. I don't think it's going to be Cedar Key. It ended up going a little bit like northwest of Cedar Key. It did jog a little, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It took one of those you know little jogs that these storms tend to take where they wobble toward the end. So it, it seems like it's going to be in the Perry area. Right. Which is you know, essentially between Tallahassee and Cedar Key. We know this. It's never happened there as far as they've been keeping track of hurricanes. The National Weather Service has records dating back to 1851. Obviously, there were storms before that. Since they've been doing it, they can't find any evidence of a major hurricane that's Cat 3 or above tracking into Appalachia Bay in that particular exact spot. That Never amazing. happened. I, and, and I think you put it in perspective. You can look at it as this is a once-in-a-lifetime hit, and, and you know, you should move there because what are the odds of it getting hit again? That's right. Or how many, you know, people have lived there for generations and they've never been hit, and they say that's a selling point. So... It's, they said that the best part about it was it's very lightly populated. I'm not really familiar with the area uh, where this Appalachian, where Appalachicola is. So I, I, they said that was the one good thing was that it wasn't, you know, really, it wasn't like South Florida is right, or right. like Tampa is. It's, you know, sparsely populated. And then but it goes still, inland. I mean, Tallahassee's right there, though. Tallahassee's right there. They're saying it's going to go right over Gainesville as well. Yeah. So between it, so both universities, the big universities here in Florida, with the exception of Miami, Florida State and the University of Florida, both getting hit. Yeah. Right there. And Disney World is still open, from what we understand. I think they are. I'm going to check their Twitter and everything, <laughs> but they still haven't officially called uh, landfall yet. They keep saying landfall oh, really? is imminent. Yeah. So I mean, it looked like to me, just I'm, from the radar, the eye wall is on shore. It's on shore, Diener. I'm just looking at the National Hurricane Center radar, right? It's it's a, it looks like the actual, so much so, they right. may be just delaying the information until they know for sure. That might be So it. much so that the center looks like it's over land now. Oh, wow. I think that's, I, I think they're just waiting for whatever reason to make sure that they have the right area. Yeah, I, I don't know. that's what it is. I think you're right. 
All right. Well, wow. we got more information on that coming up. What's uh, what's needed from here above and beyond, and uh, as this passes, and try to check in as much as we can with south of there. That's a really concerning area now with the all up and down the Florida Gulf Coast with storm surge. It's a big concern in Tampa. Well, and plus you got to remember we got this full moon, this blue moon tonight. So they're calling it King Tides, which means you know it's already going to be high tide to begin with. Told and you to watch out for the moon. You are right. You know what? <laughs> the, the moon's screwing things up. It's Talk making about, it worse. How about crazy timing? though it's it's like the perfect storm unfortunately they get the mayor of uh tallahassee on and he doesn't seem to be so concerned at this point but yeah. he's saying the chief concern is flooding right right exactly even up there wow all right we'll try to update you latest on that storm because i know a lot of you have concerns in the uh, big bend panhandle tallahassee area we'll talk about it and more coming up next the south florida morning show keep it here have officially called anything landfall yet they're still saying imminent but yeah. boy you look at this radar live like we are it's right there i mean it's like could have fooled me i think they're gonna look back and say it has made landfall. okay but just think in the past of when we've been hit by a hurricane and you're watching you know maybe you're watching the news and they say oh it just made landfall and you've been getting your house beaten yeah. for the past five hours exactly. it's like okay right. i'm glad they we're we're halfway through the destruction you also have to remember once it makes landfall the wind direction changes so you're used to it going counterclockwise and all of a sudden it comes ashore and the wind switches and you're like oh boy once you get through the eye it's and then you get battered the other way that's why it's so unpredictable once it hits land i mean they try to predict it it's one thing i think the modeling doesn't have down yet yeah they can't account for all of the you know, each area, wherever it makes landfall, has different topography. It's got different buildings in the way. You know, who knows what happens? It's uh, it's, but they're get, they're getting pummeled right now. Uh, there's they keep on showing, and it's hard because the live shots of of people standing in streets, you know, and, and without sound, we don't know exactly where they are. They got a girl in in Perry. They got another girl in Clearwater. They got another one in Tampa. I have yet to see anybody. They had a guy on the beach in Perry just standing there. He was getting pounded. I mean, right. the wind was blowing, but he wasn't getting knocked over. So uh, it's, it's, it looks like it's already come ashore, so we shall see. Media outlets from other different parts of the state. Uh, Tampa is as expected because of storm surge there, uh, especially around Clearwater uh, into Tampa Bay. You've got the Courtney Campbell Causeway. That looks really bad right now. There's obviously nobody on the road, but it's like there's – Storm surge coming over the entire causeway. Oh, that's not it's good. It's really bad. Uh, which is why they probably set up this hotline yesterday. If you go to volunteerflorida.org, uh, it, it connects you to everything. It also, unfortunately, I called the hotline number thinking that's what you were supposed to call if you wanted to make a donation. Not the case. It's if you're in trouble. So if you go to that site, you can make a donation. They say the easiest thing to do is just text DISASTER to 2222. That goes right. It's a ten dollar donation, and if you want to do disaster twenty five, it's a twenty five dollar donation. Good they, they said, have that. They said cash is is the preferable donation because the American Red Cross can buy everything at a much better rate than we yeah. do. Yeah, it so. was interesting with the Red Cross. I don't know whether it's particular to this storm or it's just a new effort where they start to talk about getting even more volunteers. They start talking about that already. As of last night, this is what they were saying. And if there's anybody out there interested in learning about volunteer opportunities, redcross.org slash volunteer today. Uh, we'd love to have them join our team because we're going to need their help over the days and weeks to come. Wow. Yeah, yeah they really look at, at the Volunteer Florida. It's the same thing. I don't know if it's an association with the Red Cross or if this is just something that the state put together and it's run by the state facility somewhere along the line. Uh, but you can volunteer there. You can make a donation there. Uh, you can make a, all kinds of stuff. It's, so if you go to volunteerflorida.org, uh, click donate, and you can make a donation. As of two minutes ago. It made landfall. No. Oh. Jim Cantore was on his phone 
Uh, he's in Cedar Key. We talked about that before. He's he's just looking at. He's on a house. He's calling the storm surge there at above six feet, about six and a half feet. Wow. As of right now in Cedar Key, and that was this is still pretty early on. Yeah, you have. But he's he live was, right now on his phone, not doing updates of the Weather Channel. He was uh, he was in a two story building, and and when he was reporting, it looked like it was like two feet of water. It's way so it's it's gone up above. considerably yep. from the last time, and that was only maybe a half hour ago. Yeah, they're saying in the worst parts, it, they could look at sixteen foot storm surge twelve miles inland. So if it hits at Perry, which what seems to be where it's going to make landfall at this point, uh, it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. And that and that's the problem. It's it's not only the wind and all the rain. It's the storm surge that does most of the damage. That's what Ian. What caused all the damage with Ian was the storm surge came in. All those boats. Remember all those boats right sure. in the middle of the streets. So they. I know they were talking yesterday or a couple of days ago. They were trying to secure a lot of these boats out in the Gulf with like twenty three hundred pound anchors, something ridiculous, to make sure that they didn't have them all piled up along the shore. What are they looking at right here? We got a live shot at Tampa. They're cu- people keep that. I don't know. I know they're not officially calling it landfall, but it is. It, it I mean, you have like to call it there. And they keep focusing in now on Cedar Key. Look wow. at Tampa. I mean, it, we've we're, we've had yeah. three monitors up right now looking at the Tampa area. There are flood. That storm surge is coming up and over causeways. It's that's, that's bad scene, man. Okay, who are these people driving? Tell me, they're emergency management people or cops. You got people on these causeways. I'm like, okay, yeah, why Tam- are you there? They talked about storm surge in Tampa because of, you know, where they are, number one, in the bay, number two, and then with these tides because of the moon. That's a bad, really bad combination. Wow, these poor people. They, Tampa might have more, even though it's not a direct hit for them, more damage than anybody expected. Because even the water coming ashore there and what it does to these roads, that that's a bad scene. Ooh. I am just uh, saw an update here, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over 100,000 Floridians out of power already. As uh, yeah. Adelia is starting to make landfall, the question is: Is it on purpose, though? Did the did Florida Power and Light or Pike or whatever Tampa Electric or whatever company you're with shut it down on purpose? Some of it might be, yeah. But I mean, at, at this point, with the storm as close as it is to land to making landfall, I think I would guess most of it Powerless. is because of the storm and the wind and and you know. The storm surge coming on shore and things like that. I mean, yeah, you're right, though. Those scenes in Tampa, why are these people driving I don't over know. the causeway right now? Well, well, there's, <laughs> an, there's an, a shocking amount of people trying to drive through this, and the water is gushing over the causeway. Right. Let, let me ask you a question. Are these people, <laughs> they look like they look like utility workers. That looks trucks. right. You're right. They okay. look like utility yes. trucks. Okay. I can see that now. What could be is they're moving them so they don't get flooded, because it looks like they're moving from the downtown area away. This looks like this is eastbound over here instead of westbound off the causeway. Mm-hmm. They may be moving where they were staged because they're going to get flooded. But there's a, a, a whole button. There's also a tractor trailer. Yeah, and there are just a couple of regular cars, too. Why, Why are these people out in a storm? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's wild to see as people drive across this. Maybe they're evacuating. Maybe it's know. all of a sudden they got in trouble. See you later. I mean, the water is splashing over the bridge onto the road, and they're they're... I know it's driving high, but I didn't expect it to come over the roads like that. That's right. more than that's it's it's every bit that they had prepared people for. They tried to, and they're still saying it hasn't made landfall. Yeah, they I, keep saying I, that. I, I mean, it looks like it made landfall near Perry. Sure, in does. that bend area. They keep focusing in on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's oh, it's going to continue people. to develop. That's for sure. The next thing to look for too, and there's not reporters stationed around like poor Richie, maybe like you know. All those other Hudson around those areas. That's what Spring Hill, which is inland, but still, that, those are the areas you got to look at now. There's nothing to really stop 
it goes from just you know marshy areas to rocks, and the right. bay is right there, and there's nothing really to stop. There's going to be a lot of a lot of flooding inland. It's uh, Tampa Tampa Bay. I Tarpon think Springs is another one. They, they were worried about the most though, because I guess it's the most developed, right? And that's where all the big city the big city is. So. Well, it's where the bay is. Yeah, it's all not right. good. We'll update you. See if it's official landfall within rapid fire. We we'll got some other stuff too to talk about. All of it, Adelia and more are coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. I think we got landfall. They're trying to figure out officially where it is. We've heard uh, Fish Creek and Perry. Well, regardless, those are the areas that they call as a three. I think Fish Creek, it's kind of like saying you're in Palm Beach County, but you're staying at Lake Worth. I think it's like some unincorporated part of that. Yeah, and and Fish Creek is used to water because I'm I'm looking at it right now. And, of course, where do I go? Zillow to see what a house costs. Most of the homes are on stilts. Yeah. So that may be their only saving grace because they're saying the storm surge is going to be anywhere from 6 to 16 feet where it comes ashore. Uh, it was downgraded, that being a Dahlia to a 3 before it came ashore. It was a 4 for what, like 45 minutes? That's about it. And so then, I'm sure some outer bands brought some drier air in there. And you know, it's rocky and shallow right before you hit land, so maybe that affected it too. Yeah, they, they have, uh, we were looking at live shots of Tampa, and you figured out what the causeway was that we were looking at, Bill. What what was the causeway? It's the Courtney Campbell Causeway. It is, I mean, they've told us for three days now what the storm surge could and would be for Tampa Bay. It's, first of all, the water level is right at the causeway level, and then these these waves are coming over the causeway, and wow. there's still people trying to drive. For people who have never been over that, how high up is that causeway? Oh, I don't know, but it's obviously elevated. Yeah. But, I mean, you look down upon the water, it's right there. It's, it's, and it's, it, the waves, I'm trying to describe this, the waves are coming over the causeway. Yeah, it's kind of like when they come over the beach wall, like if you're at the beach and all of a sudden you see the waves yeah. hitting the beach wall and coming over. The whole, let's see here, trying to be northbound. So northbound area of the Courtney Campbell Causeway facing east that part of the bay it's like it's impassable it's all underwater cedar key we're looking at live shots right now they seem to be getting flooded as well they they say this storm that's it's like the perfect storm not only do you have the wind 120 mile an hour winds they're talking a storm surge up to 16 feet but they're also talking king tides because of this blue moon we got a full moon going on so it 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 couldn't have happened at a worse time at least coming across for landfall so you can they're already asking for help. Uh, there is a place you can go to called volunteerflorida.org. You can do everything there. You can donate stuff. You can make a financial contribution. You can donate your time, services, whatever the case may be. So uh, they're going to need a lot of help in, in the northern part of the state. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Governor DeSantis obviously gave his press conference. We played some of that live for you. There was a point in time. Now he's, he was at the Emergency Management Center in Tallahassee. Right. We didn't know what was happening while he was on, and it just looked like it kind of went dark for a second. They lost power for a little bit. Well, I would assume they have a generator, and that's well, yeah, probably but what went, happened. I mean, but even still, there. Yeah. Well, I, I think the storm is so wide. Uh, you know, although it came ashore in Perry, it's going to go right across 
you know, it's affecting Daytona Beach, for goodness sakes, on the other side of the state. So yeah. regardless of where you are north of, like, Orlando North, you're getting you're getting hit by part of this storm yeah. some way or another. All the colleges are closed. Did we figure out if Disney World shut down yet, Diener? No, I haven't heard. I'm gonna, I'm That's amazing. That that Disney, with you know, we're getting hit on a by a major hurricane on the west coast of Florida, and on the east coast, they're still open. Uh, as far as FSU goes, because there's so many concerns over there, kids just started school again. Like a, what a week ago, they moved back in. Um, it goes without saying, the campus is closed due to Edalia uh, through Friday. Obviously, I mean that just makes sense. But uh, just perusing their website, there wasn't a lot of evacuation orders or anything like that. So I'm sure that listen, I'm sure a lot of kids. And families came down to get their kids out of town. A lot of that, though, because you're talking about such a huge campus, just kids sheltering in place. Wow. You can only hope that they're, are they're I would assume all their dorms are hurricane-proof, right? Yeah, I hope so. You would think at this point in time. Right. Uh, since this area has never been hit, at least with the Big Bend area where they're talking about since, what, 1851 was when they started keeping records of hurricanes? Yeah. Uh, this area, is, I, I think maybe that's changed because it came in a little bit further south than planned. But uh, either way, Tallahassee is going to get pounded by this storm. Uh, the information that had come out as of last night and the day before, actually, from FSU and their official website had said, you know, campus is closed, shelter in place, do not come outside till storm has passed. So they're just trying to give people information. They couldn't evacuate that entire campus. I mean, you know, right. even though the storm is right below them, they just got a lot of kids stuck until it goes away. No, they're probably having hurricane parties. They are kids. Oh, absolutely. You know? Oh, they are. <laughs> They don't care. I'm thinking more of like the family. I'm thinking more along the lines of their families worried about them. Yeah, I would be if it were me. I would have driven to Tallahassee and picked my kid up. That that would be me. You're coming home now. It's probably so, what most people did. I'm sure they did. But yeah. uh, I mean, that's uh, about it. It's making landfall as we speak. It's going to take a couple hours to pass. Do they say when it's going to? They said by the time it hits Georgia, it's still going to be a two. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, as far as you know, going through like you know, southern Georgia, it's, it might be a two, at, at least a one, maybe as I mean, it goes through there. Right. They so, didn't expect it would get down right into a three. I mean, barely. I mean, you're right. talking about just a couple of miles per hour, but that's where they. That's probably the next big step in hurricane predictions is to try to figure out what it's doing over land. They don't know. And that's the thing, because right? with with this one, it was a little bit harder because of how fast it's going. Yeah. You know, 16, 17 miles per hour. Right. So you, you have to kind of guess how much strength is it going to lose as it moves into Florida and then through Georgia and into the Carolinas. So we'll see. I mean, it, either way, the impacts that it's having are... You know, we always use this word nowadays, but the impacts that it's having are kind of unprecedented when it comes to where it's hitting, right, in Florida, and the you know hurricane impacts are going to feel well inland into Georgia. They're saying it's not going to exit South Carolina until tomorrow afternoon. It's insane. As so, something, so you know, thirty six hours later, it's it's still affecting people. So, so I'll throw this in there, guys, because you were asking Jen about uh, park closures and things like oh, that. Yeah. So Disney World, and this is as of twenty minutes ago. Disney World, Universal, and SeaWorld are all open today. Wow. They had decided to remain open. Universal isn't having their early admission. I guess they have early admission like at 9 a.m. most, most days. <laughs> Somebody's so, going to complain about it. Right. So they're, they, <laughs> they, they, they sue the park. I couldn't get in. <laughs> they canceled that part. But they are remaining open. Uh, if you were going planning on going to the water parks at Disney, those are closed, as well as uh, their miniature golf. But their main parks are open uh, in, in Orlando, all the big ones, even Legoland That's is open. amazing. Bush Gardens is closed. They're going to reopen right. tomorrow. That you would expect right. in Tampa. Hopefully the animals. What do they do with all those animals? I don't know. It's a good question. They, they must have, uh, I mean, 
accommodation Yeah, same thing with Lion Country right? Safari. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I guess there's like different places inside where they take them. Um, I had a friend who worked there. They said, you know, the, one, of the, one of the storms that was coming through over the past year is they have to go through a lot to get those animals. They put them in the I, ark? Yeah, I'm oh, telling yeah. you. And that's two by two? How do you catch an animal that's trying to kill you? You know, how do you get them in to where they're supposed to go? I guess maybe they just throw food and they come in. Yeah. It's probably... Uh, on that note, uh, uh, another story, but it would be relatable, I would assume, to today for anybody in North Florida. Write the day down. Wednesday, October 4th, specifically 2.20 in the afternoon. Because across this country, you're going to hear, <laughs> oh no, they are testing the emergency alert system on wireless phones for the first time across the nation all at the same time. That's a little uh, unnerving, isn't it? Well, they want to make sure it works. The emergency alert system and the wireless emergency alerts will take place that day, October 4th, 2.20, all at the same time. Wow. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, no. and then they'll do the one for radio and TV that you normally hear. But right. this is the first time they're going to test it all at the same time for cell phones. So you're going Eastern time, right? So that means... Yes. Okay, so... Why we're you- taking naps. Well, that, well <laughs> that's the thing, too. I will, I'll make a note of this. I'll write it down. I'll put it in my calendar. And I'll still forget and not know what's going on. That's right. <laughs> and that goes off. I so just true. know it's going to happen that way. I to my phone. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, I know there's a lot of storm stuff. We'll update you on landfall. What it means for power across the state. They're saying 100,000 now. It's going to go way up, obviously. But we'll talk about that as well as uh, they're already talking about recovery efforts because it's such a fast-moving storm. Amazing. And more. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. What do we expect to see here? Hurricane force winds, even though we're a bit inland, and that driving rain that's going to lead to flooding in, in several low-lying areas. Along the coast with this storm, Idalia, we're going to see a wall of water. That's a wow. NBC reporter in Gainesville. So they're talking about the, the wow. other cities, you know, still, like he said, still inland affected by that thing. And uh, you heard about a lot of the coastal Little towns all up and down the Gulf Coast here with the storm surge that's happening. I got to tell you that Jim Cantori video from his phone, right? As he's in Cedar Key just about 20 minutes ago, it was close to seven feet of storm surge there. Wow. And then, well, you, we were just looking at that causeway in Tampa. What side of the causeway is underwater now? Which is the east side uh, of it? You like said? the east side? It's Completely like underwater. Totally underwater. Uh, it, what amazes me is, is you know, it, obviously Tampa Bay because it's on the bay and, and you get all. Well, what about Clearwater? Because that sits on the outside. That's right along the coast. Because they get the flooding that went into the city part of it. Right. You know, a little bit off the beach roads. And then the beach itself and the, that, you know, the, the, the beach road had flooding. So they called it. It's a, it officially came ashore at Keaton Beach. Keaton Beach. They were. They just had a, a girl on uh, Fox. She was in Gulfport, which is right near St. Petersburg, and most of the town that she was in, or the area she was in, was at least underwater up to almost the windows yeah, of homes and businesses. So they're getting. I, I don't even know where that is. That name of that place. I think in that Tampa area. Three days now they've been talking about potential storm surge. I remember a few days ago it looked like the storm was headed closer to Tampa than what it wound up being. Right. But still the storm surge wound up being that and more of what they talked about. The Bayshore Boulevard videos that are coming out now. Whoa. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, right on the base. Some really nice houses there. That that road is completely flooded. That's a lot of storm surge. And uh, you look at Cedar Key. I'm looking at a detailed map right now. Cedar Key sits out like the actual Cedar Key, the name of the city or island. It's way out on a causeway. I would assume that road's probably underwater because it's pretty far out into the Gulf. It's it's gotta be. It's not not good. Mm. So they're saying 
possibly up to 16 feet storm surge by the time it's all said and done where the storm came ashore. So, and you're looking at Tampa Bay. That's that's pretty far away from where the storm actually came ashore. This was a big storm. There's no doubt about it. For the record books, officially at 745. Keaton Beach. Keaton Beach, maximum sustained 125. That's what they called it as. 125, huh? That's what they said. So it was just major it was hurricane. Just below, topping out at what's a four? 135, 130. Yeah. So it was just just, be, just under. It was it was a four briefly for I, I don't know maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Right. And then it went back down to a three before it made landfall. But still, you know, again, landfall is when the eye touches. You know, when the eye crosses. Uh, you have to remember this storm is hundreds of miles wide, so they're getting pounded five hours before the storm makes landfall. If you've ever been in a hurricane, like here in South Florida, you you know exactly what we're talking about. You feel the effects long before the eye actually makes landfall. Yeah, no doubt. So I don't. I never understood why they never said where the out when the outer winds start pounding you, that wouldn't be landfall. Right, because you're feeling it. Yeah, right. I mean you're you're feeling it long before the eye hits. So. And those outer winds now affecting inland areas that they're feeling what they had just a few minutes ago yeah right. exactly right yeah, and, and a weird area too and they wound up it took them a while to decide on calling this official landfall keaton beach yeah. because like you said have so many outlying areas like cedar key and this and that but officially they're calling it that now and uh I, it just makes you wonder how many people live in keaton beach i i have no idea i have to go find it but either way it's going to go they're saying it's going to go right over gainesville and it's probably, I would assume Gainesville's already getting pounded because this storm's so big. They say it's still going to be a two when it hits Georgia. Yeah, that's what so, that reporter we opened up the segment with was. He was from Gainesville a couple of minutes ago talking about that. It's They're going to get hit with it really hard, too. So what happens along the St. I mean, you got to remember, this is going to go over the St. John's River as well near mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Uh, near, I mean, there's a million other places along there, whether it be, you know, uh, Green Cove Springs is the only place I know on the St. John's River at the moment. Uh, you gotta, can't tell me that elevation isn't going to affect people all along the St. John's as well in Jacksonville. And then it goes straight up into Georgia, into the Carolinas. And they, as, it plan, as it's planned right now, it exits South Carolina around Cape Hatteras sometime tomorrow afternoon. And they don't know what that it's got to look like at that point. Who you the know. heck knows when it gets chopped up by? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of friends, though, in Gainesville. It should be interesting to see. Well, they closed the University of Florida as well, I would assume, right, yesterday? Because we know they shut down Florida State because they thought it was going to go right over Tallahassee. Yeah. Now it looks like it's going to go right over Gainesville. Looks like uh, they, they got on this really early because it is such a, such a wide, powerful storm that they were calling for volunteers really early. And there's also been a lot of response agencies and and different private groups and and a lot of help coming into the region like these people tidewater disaster response they're from virginia river rescue flood rescue things of that nature uh before we switch over to chainsaw operations doing group clearance and debris removal they really made i think they really made it a focus from the governor's office emergency management everybody to really call out for volunteers obviously the power crews that have been there already by the tens of thousands and also volunteer organization and calling for volunteers for post storm cleanup yeah they started talking about this a day and a half ago hey, it was pretty amazing and then yesterday at uh, his press conference i guess it was around two o'clock uh he the governor said maybe it was earlier the governor said they had like thirty-five thousand uh electrical line workers just standing by ready to come in mm. and after the video we just saw where was that video that you saw where all the power plants or 
I don't know what they called them. Those things were blowing up. They were losing power left and right. Transformers the, were exploding in, uh, well, there were some storm chasers in Perry. So That's where they were, so that was where a lot of that was. So close to where it came yeah. ashore. So They're still calling it at 100,000 people without power, but that's going to go way well, up yeah. across the region of the state. And like you said, maybe a lot of that was uh, turned off by the power companies just in case. Yeah. You know what always amazes me is these people, no offense, but they st- these reporters stand in water. you got to worry about a downed power line in a hurricane. Yeah. And you better pray the power line isn't hot. You know, you could get electrocuted just standing in the darn water trying to cover a stupid hurricane. Get out of the water. Get out of the hurricane. Go someplace safe and report. So they got cameras for at the beach. I, I get so incensed by these people. All right, latest on uh, landfall and where it's going from that. What kind of shape it's in? They should be able to give us an update on to see if it got downgraded to inland at all. And you, you hope for that, but who the heck knows? We'll try to find out about that Jeez. coming up next, and some other stuff too. All coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, had anybody heard of Keaton Beach, Florida before this? I hadn't. Uh, no, but it just became quite popular because that's where Dahlia made landfall. What What did they say officially? They said officially now, and it hit some outer... Banks areas before that, but at 7.45 a.m., landfall for Idalia, Keaton Beach. And they said from the hurricane center, 125 miles per hour. So it was just uh, below a four. They've made the record books. That's when it happened. Wow. It's it's odd because, you know, we have a, a number of monitors in the studio here, TV monitors. No sound, but we can see what's going on. There's a, a number of their reporters standing in knee-deep water. It looks like the, the area they're in is flooded, and there's no wind. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, and specifically what you're talking about, Jen, is Clearwater a little bit, but mostly Tampa. So Tampa itself, it looks like a breeze. Yeah. Now, normally when you see this much storm, it looks, you know what it looks like? It looks like just a, outside of a storm, just some sort of a massive flood. Right. It's the weirdest thing to look at because it's just a very slight breeze, and the storm surge is every bit and more of what they were talking about. It's so weird looking. Does the storm surge continue? So I don't know. You know, like Jim Cantori was live. Where was he, Diener? He was in. Was he in Perry? Is that where Cedar Key? Cedar right? Key, yeah. And he was like on one of those. He was on the second floor, and he was live on his phone. And when he the storm first started, like the outer bank started, the outer rim of it started to come ashore. It was like two feet. Right. And then we went back to him like what a half hour later, and it was like six feet. It was like holy cow. So throughout the morning, does the storm surge continue while this storm makes its way inland? You know it could, and then you got the moon tides to talk about that. I, which, they said what king to, tides or whatever they're called to throw that into the mix. So they're saying parts of where it came ashore could feasibly see a sixteen foot storm surge. We were looking at the video, which amazed all of us in the studio of the Howard Franklin Bridge in Tampa, which has looked like the entire, well, it's, it's 275. One side of it was completely underwater, and yet the other side, there was a lot of people out. You know what I think's happening? People are leaving their homes over there, and they don't feel a strong wind. So they think it's okay? So they think everything is either passed or they didn't get it, and yet they're still getting the storm surge. It is the weirdest looking thing I've ever seen. Wow. It looks like a, it looks like a just a, a breezy afternoon that's overcast. Yeah. And this massive flooding. Do, does the Sunshine Skyway Bridge stay open? They shut that down because it's so high. I, I would know. assume they shut it down, right? Because you'd get blown off the top of the bridge if you got 130 mile an hour winds. But they didn't get that. Wow. They didn't get those winds. 
It's it's so I don't know. So it probably it's wide open. And they're they're not affected by storm surge. It's so high up. I mean this this storm came ashore. I mean Tampa Bay is getting uh, uh, horrific with the storm surge, but the storm actually came ashore. It's got to be what a hundred miles north. Yeah, it's way north. So the worst flood is the weirdest thing. The worst flooding was in Tampa Bay, because it, it being a bay. And all the water got sucked up and churned up there. And then you got the, the moon affecting the tides. It's yet terrible. they didn't get the wind. That's crazy. Diener? So I just found out uh, the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, Jen, you're yeah. talking about. It is closed. They oh, it closed is. it at uh, 4 o'clock this morning. It's, nobody's getting getting over that bridge right now. And I'm looking at a, a camera from two hours ago. I mean, it's there, there's just water all over the place. Oh, wow. It's It's nuts. On the so, Sunshine Skyway? On the, on the, on oh, no, bridge? no, no, this would be a different bridge. Okay. No, this oh. was the Howard Franklin Bridge. Yeah, I'm sorry. Howard, right. yeah. That's that causeway that we were yeah. looking at. No, but yeah, still, you get water. There still people getting by, though, yeah, that on the weren't emergency side. trucks. Who are those people? That's, That's what I'm wondering. I think your theory is a good theory. People thought, oh, I can drive to work because it's not really that windy. And then they get to the bridge and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's water everywhere. Yeah, but you any, you can't tell me there, isn't a, there aren't cops, though, somewhere at the end of that causeway. I would, I would think those are emergency people. Think of because any normal area where you'd see this kind of surge and flooding, right? Yeah. Along with that would be massive wind, right? In the storm, you know, this just—it's so bizarre, and I think it's fooling people over there. I, that's what it must be, because you get there, and you, yeah, you have like that false sense of security, and then you show up, and you're like, oh my gosh, half the bridge is underwater. <laughs> I mean, wow. that's again Weird. in Tampa. You know, we we talked about how they might get some pretty bad storm surge. I don't think we expected one of the bridges to be. Well, yeah. you know, one of the main bridges to be inundated with with storm wow. surge. That's unbelievable. That's a main one. They have that Courtney Campbell Causeway, which is actually sixty. That's Clearwater between Clearwater and St. Pete. That's that's had some bad flooding too. Tarpon Springs. They're showing things floating by now. Yeah. yeah. So there's this what two to three four feet of flooding. Water. And you got to remember, you know, they're showing this, and and we're watching it on a TV screen. Obviously, we're not standing in it. All you need is two, three feet of water to start, you know, going into buildings. I know yeah. this is a visual, but look, Jen, look for a second at the. But there's no trees moving at Tarpon no. Springs, which is north of St. Pete. It's like on the on the Gulf Coast, right? There's no trees moving. There's no breeze, and they've got at least three feet of flooding. Yeah, it's up to the guy's thighs. I don't know how big the guy is. If he's short, it's not that high. But all it takes there's people there's people out. Who are these people in this restaurant? Because <laughs> because they're, they're not. We're, they're so used to being afraid of wind. Wow. There's going to be trouble in it's, because of the flooding. It looks like some kind of what, – what's interesting to see, however, and which is promising, they are outside a marina and there has to be – I don't know. We can see 50 boats from here. Not one of the boats is damaged. So that's the good thing. Yeah, it, they just floated up and went – Yeah, well, I don't think they hit each other. But this guy standing in, in, in thigh-high water, so Tarpon Springs – but if you have a business there and you got a door, it's right at street level, you know, it's, it's, you're getting flooded. These poor people. This they, guy's uh, at St. Pete's They've Beach. got a lot of the emergency management. They're going to have a tough time because they always tell people not to go out in the water. But they're coming outside because they're not getting the wind. Yeah, don't yeah, go in the water. It's fine to me. What, what, kind yeah. of, what kind of sea creature is going to be put into the water this time? Because remember they had that shark. It was all it, we, Everyone oh, thought yeah. it was real and it was fake. Oh, yeah. But, you know, is there a manatee going to be floating by your house? <laughs> Somebody's going to Photoshop Jim Cantori swimming by your <laughs> condo. Right. That's what it'll be. It's, it's, but, it's, but St. Pete Beach right now, this guy's standing on it. It, it doesn't look like it's flooded, which yeah, is nice. Just looks churned up. Yeah, and the wind doesn't look like ridiculous. What but a, again, it's 100 miles away from where the storm came ashore. What, a, just a, what an odd weather event, though. Mm. Strange.
Right. And Tampa's becoming the story because, you know, listen, they get a flat-out hurricane and flooding, you know, where it came ashore in Keaton Beach and inland. But this whole thing in Tampa is just weird. They're saying the Howard Franklin, is that what it's called, is yeah. closed. And so there shouldn't be anybody on it. There still are. <laughs> so three hours ago there were people on it and they yeah. said it was closed. So I would assume those, maybe those are emergency personnel. And we were moving them someplace. We were looking at know. normal cars before. Yeah, maybe we, if you work we, for the Red Cross. We are talking know. about Tampa Bay here. People are going, hey, looks all right to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I was just at the piggly wiggly. Uh, <laughs> what was interesting is knowing that the, the the catastrophic destruction that this storm is going to have through so much of the state, because it really is, you think about it, it's like the top quarter of the state just got whacked. It's crazy. And you can go to volunteerflorida.org and, or the American Red Cross. They both have the same thing. It's The text number is 2222. And you can text, you know, $10, $20, $25, whatever the case may be. And the Red Cross or Volunteer Florida, which is a similar situation, they take that money and they go buy all the supplies. I do have that link on the uh, on the Morning Show blog, oh, by the way, on the you. website, along with some of the live, you know, real-time updates and everything. You want to keep track of it. But just looking at some of the, the scenes here in front of me, too, on different monitors in front of me is the winds in Perry, Florida. Right. Where this thing is really, you know, almost like the eye wall is. It, man, these winds are wild <laughs> just everything blowing and even jim cantori in cedar key which is just south of perry right all that storm surge you're almost at seven feet of storm surge there in cedar key yeah, see so it keeps going up yeah, yeah it's going up from there right so does it continue to rise as even if it's the backside of the storm it may it's coming ashore i mean because you got to remember this store storms how many hundreds of miles wide so the the eyes come ashore at 7:45, what a half hour or so ago and so you still probably got another two, three hours is the backside of it hitting you. We don't even have a reading on the storm surge in the Big Bend area where no. it's making landfall. So who is knows anybody what that there is? other than Jim Cantori? He's I mean, he's even south of that in Cedar Key. So he's been watching the storm know. surge mainly because of where he is. Yeah. His vantage point is, but you're right. It's like if it's not over seven feet, it's close. Mm. Wow, these poor people. All right, more on that and more. Some other stories to talk about too. Something amazing happened in Colorado yesterday. What a wow. story with this kid. Have you seen the kid that got pulled out of class for his "Don't Tread on Me" flag? Yeah. It turns good. out he won. Good for him. His mom videotaped the whole teacher conference and he won. I love uh, the mother. Thank goodness the mother stood up. All right, that and more coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Landfall for Edalia at 7.45 this morning. It came across officially now at 125 in Keaton Beach. I knew this was going to happen. Sure enough, Florida Division of Emergency Management is all over the place now on social media, Jen and Diener, with uh, their their PSA warnings, turn around, don't drown, because people aren't getting the winds in most of the West Coast and they're getting the flooding. I think people are leaving the house thinking it's fine, and heading off to work or walking around and, you, you know, because it, it some of these shots from, like, Clearwater, yeah. they got yeah. six and seven feet of storm surge, and there's no wind. Yeah, and these people are coming out. We just watched, I don't know where they were in Clearwater, but it looked like a marina restaurant type place. And there's people outside on the porch. Hanging I'm out. Like, okay, <laughs> the place is flooded, people. Go home. Yeah. It's, so it's, that that is the dangerous part of it. And then you got, you know, where this thing is coming inland. They've got it down to a two now, I think, don't they? 
Uh, I don't know if it's is it down to a two. Uh, it's still a three, but they break down to 120 miles per hour. Gotcha. So it lost five mile an hour right. kick. But look how far inland it's already gone. So, so if they, you're in it, Gainesville right now, you're thinking, you know, die down, die down. Yeah, it's it's not. Tallahassee's getting hit with it too. Did you see any live feeds from Tallahassee? I haven't yet, actually. I'll take a look at those. But yeah, I know you're right about Gainesville too, Bill. It's like as it approaches there. I yeah, mean, they're, they're right they're over gonna, them. They're going to get hurricane strength for sure in Gainesville. Yeah, I think they are because it's just so close. Right. It's uh, a friend of mine lives there, and, and the other day posted, move to the middle of the state, go north, get away from hurricanes. He said, this is the second time I've had to post this. That's, Last year it was the other one. I was like, okay. That's what happened to my in-laws. They just moved up to Middleburg a few weeks ago, and now they're getting a hurricane. Wow. So, I mean, you know, you're talking between Jacksonville and Gainesville, and they're like, okay, well, we thought we moved away from this. Yeah. Mm. And just, you know, you never know where these things might end up and the angle that it comes in. It's the first time, like we said, it's the first time this has happened in recorded history since they started recording these things since 1851. Never in that area. It came in at this angle in that area. I don't think anybody ever heard of Keaton Beach unless you're from there. No. And I think that was probably the only saving grace for where it came ashore. They said it was as far as like a Tampa Bay or a Clearwater area. It's very less populated. Than any of the other areas. So I mean, it, think of. Do you remember last year when they were worried that Ian was going to go right to Tampa in Tampa Bay? Right. Can so you imagine? So think of the storm surge they're having this morning. But then double it with like what were they talking about with Ian at the time? Remember before it like changed twenty like, feet. It was. Remember yeah. they were. It was huge. And then I think they were calling that a four at the time before you know we didn't wind up being that. But wow. I thought Ian came ashore as a five. Oh, did it? I'm pretty. Didn't Ian come ashore as a five? I don't know. It might have. I think it did. They, Wasn't they, it? They're still I kind forget of. Them. There's dispute with that. Officially yeah. came across as a four. Some people say it was a five. They're actually still studying it. Right. They might. They might upgrade it to a five at some point. But they All said. It, they said it was a four. They're still cleaning up from it. That yeah, much exactly. I do know. You know. Crazy. Look at this way. The the area just. I would say west of where this storm. Maybe northwest from where this storm came ashore. They're still feeling the effects of Michael, which was how many years ago? Yeah, that's true, too. You're it took right. him forever to clean up after yeah, that storm. Yeah, five years ago. New Mexico yeah. Beach. So, All right. We'll keep an eye on it as it moves in uh, inland now and still affecting areas like Tallahassee and then uh, Gainesville and goes across. Who knows what's going to happen now and how fast. And hopefully it dies down, but who knows? And uh, we'll keep an eye on the storm surge in the West Coast, too, because wow. that's, that's a big deal for those. You're right. That may last for hours. So we'll yeah, see. They say it's going to be a two by yeah. the time it hits the Florida-Georgia line. Maybe. I you know. know. Near Brunswick. So, I mean, that's 100-mile-an-hour winds. We shall see. In other news, boy, did this take social media by storm. You'll never see it in the mainstream, but this was an incredible like act in three plays. Is this kid, they're keeping his name private. His name is Jaden. He was going to a, I believe it was a charter school in Colorado Springs. He gets hauled out of class by a teacher because on his backpack, and you can tell the kid is pretty like, he's pretty like aware. <laughs> he's, he's a pretty based kid. Yeah. <laughs> one, one Among one of his other patches, one of them is the Gadsden flag, which is the what we traditionally know as the don't tread on me, you know, with right. the snake, right? Mm-hmm. Which goes back to Revolutionary War times. A big uh, Ben Franklin had adopted it too. It was a symbolic fight against tyranny. So true. In the colonies. It's a proud symbol of the American Revolution. Well, it got little Jaden thrown out of class. In Why? Co- and they were going to suspend him because of it, because it was it was affecting other students. Oh, here's the teacher. Really? Exp- Thankfully, the mom, and I think I think <laughs> I think but the it, camera she had was set up in a baby stroller. Well, as little Jaden was in the conference too. She probably got called in because he got thrown out of class. And here was here was how the meeting went. Here's the teacher's explanation. The reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, mm-hmm. is 
due to its origins with the um, slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind them. No, like, the Gatsby blood. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gatsby blood. The mo- that's the mom you hear at the end. She goes, it's called the Gadsden flag. It, it's don't tread on me. That's that's what it's called. Teacher didn't know the name of it, by wow. the way. And she, she also didn't know the meaning of it. She didn't know the meaning of it. Jeez. And I'd be willing to bet at this point, nobody in the class, if, the, if she didn't know that, they didn't know it either. She decided to be offended and take the kid out. So you said, though, but the kid took it a step further or the mother took well, it a step further? The, before we get to that, the mom... Explains to the teacher what the, the mom is awesome. Listen I to what love she mom. says. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like that wasn't. That's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of like the Confederate flag. Okay. Teacher's shaking her head, not having it. She's like, I'm just enforcing the rules. I know people are offended. Ah! Uh, according to research, by the way, the U that flag was first used by the U.S.'s first naval commander in chief. I mean, this was a, a cry against right. the British. This was adopted by the colonies <laughs> in the fight for our, you know, the start of the country. Yeah, for our independence from Britain. Yet it was uh, associated with slavery. So, sure. no. Mom wasn't having it. Little Jaden is just sitting there minding his own business, by the way, politely. When they're leaving the meeting, they took he took a picture in front of the back of one of the teacher's cars. Okay. To show... The hypocrisy of this thing with all her political statements, like 19 different little bumper stickers, (laughs) the green thing and who to vote for and all this and all the other stuff to show the hypocrisy. This gets the word of the state, including the governor. Update, they backed the school down and they let him have whatever he wanted in the name of his First Amendment rights. Yeah, the governor backed the kid. By late afternoon. (laughs) The governor backed the kid, and so did the state, because they knew they were about to get sued. Wow. That's an amazing story. It, what, is, what is it with the teachers of the world? Now, if yeah. the mom hadn't videotaped that, probably wouldn't have anything to stand on. Yeah, you know, good, good for the mom. You know, But again, when it, I never knew in any of my classes, and I went to a lot of classes, you went to a lot of classes, I never heard a teacher talk about a husband, a wife, a partner, uh, a flag, what their political views were. You knew nothing. You would see you would see a teacher like in the grocery store and think it was an alien. It's like, oh, my God, they do go out. I know. You know? I want to see them out of context. And now these kids know their entire lives. But Stop she, sharing. But <laughs> she didn't even know the background or the history of what she was talking about. And we're getting ready to suspend this kid. Because they've been brainwashed. They don't even go and look. It's just amazing. It's like, come on. go. To, all you got to do is Google it and you can find out the answer, lady. What a win for that kid and his family. Good for him. Good. Rapid fire again coming up next. The latest on Idalia, where it's going from now, what they can tell us as far as the wind speed and all that stuff. And still that up along the West Coast, still that storm surge flooding. It's wild. That and more coming up next. The Self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. One more rapid-fire version of the news today. We'll update you, of course, on Adalia. Some other stuff, too, though. Jen, what's up? Well, let's start with Adalia. According to all reports, it came ashore as a Category 3 storm, 130-mile-an-hour winds at Keaton Beach, which none of us had ever heard of until about uh, 10 minutes ago when they said that's where it was. 125-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, it's been downgraded now. It's a tropical. It's a Hurricane 3, still 120-mile-an-hour winds. When does it switch? When's a Category 2? At 120? Right at... Uh, Under one, 120? Yeah, like 110, Yeah, I okay. call it. So, 
Uh, the interesting thing is we're sitting here watching this live feed. What's this causeway in Tampa? So this one, I think it's the Howard Franklin Bridge. It's the section of 275. It looks to be, and a part of it was totally underwater maybe a half hour ago. It looks to be like the water is subsiding, or is it my imagination? Looks a little bit better to me. It, did, it yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, however, where this poor person is in clear water seems to be getting worse. It just depends on, if you go to the National Hurricane Center's webpage, and I think we have a link at 850 WFTL, they give you a rundown of what the storm surge is going to be in all these areas. And they go all the way from Jacksonville across the state to where Keaton Beach is. Where it came ashore, they're saying it's a storm surge of anywhere from from 12 to 16 feet. I can't even imagine. And, and, but the problem is there's nobody there to show us a picture. That's it. We haven't seen, even Weird. seen the pictures from there as far as storm surge is concerned. I've seen some, you know, some wind yeah. uh, shots from Perry, and that, that was pretty extreme. But, man, I can't even imagine what it was like there on the coast. Um, surge, most of the West Coast video they're showing is, yeah, it's a little breezy in clear water. And, and uh, you know, Tarpon Springs and areas like that. But it, it looks like it's just a stormy day until you look down and they've got storm surge moving above their knees. Yeah. it's the, So you're going to have a lot of people leaving because they think the wind is fine. It's no big deal. And that's the problem. And the, that water is in areas where it normally isn't. Jimmy Petronas, state CFO, he says now because of that exact thing I just described, he said they've got urban search and rescue activated throughout the state earlier because of the storm surge that's in areas where people don't expect it. Well, this is where the Cajun Navy would come in handy. Exactly. This would be hitting right. streets that are underwater. And you got to remember, Clearwater in Tampa, they're a good 100 miles away from where the storm made landfall. So, so it's not. That's why it's not windy. It's, it's so the wind is like you know it's like a tropical I don't know depression if that I mean this girl's standing out in the middle of the street in Clearwater, and she's got her little wading boots on or whatever the heck it is, but it's up to past her knees, and I don't know how tall she is. She doesn't look like she's very large. Strange, still, strange scene because of the storm surge, which affects a huge part of the state. It's not just that Tampa Bay area, which is worse because it's a bay. I just uh, I was texting with a friend of mine who lives in Gainesville, and I said, "How you doing?" He says, "It's windy, it's wet, but so far so good." So, I, I mean, that's the good news. So, Gainesville's already feeling the effects of it as well. This is a very large storm. It's going to drop down to a two, they say, once it hits, like, the Jacksonville, uh, Brunswick area of Georgia. So, right near the Florida-Georgia line. Well, and because it's already made landfall, this is what always happens next. And like you said, Jen, it was Keaton Beach, 745 a.m., 125 miles per hour uh, for the winds sustained. Tornado watch in effect across all of central Florida. As the eye is now on shore. So that's completely expected because the National Weather Service says tornadoes spawned by the storm possible in at least 10 Florida counties through 3 p.m. Eastern time today. So that's what they're, they're, they're standing by unless they upgrade that. Yeah, and they're saying it's going to be a two by the time it gets all the way across the street. So that's a 100 mile an hour wind. So have you noticed the last couple of hurricanes, the last couple of years, seem to stay alive much longer further inland? Michael was a Hurricane 5 way north of the Gulf once it came ashore. Because friends of mine lived probably 150 miles north of the Gulf and they got clobbered at a five. So it's, it's I don't know, it's just the storms are larger, but this thing's still alive and it's going strong. Yeah, see with this one, I think the difference was just how fast it's moving. So, you know, whereas something like Harvey, remember when Harvey went into Texas and caused all that flooding? Right. It just sat there, right? It was stationary. This, you're moving at 16, 17 miles per hour, so it doesn't have a lot of time to weaken. Even though it's going over land and it starts to weaken like it is now, you know, it's down to 120. So, you know, how much does that oh, weaken? Wow. It's still a lot, I know. <laughs>
went down 125 to 120, but that's why you're still going to get those hurricane conditions in Gainesville, even you know, up into Georgia. It all depends on what wow. it hits. Right. It's like, you know, when we have like the Caribbean, when something hits like Cuba, one little bit of, of mountain areas chops these things up. Yeah. We don't really, if it hits an area in Florida where it's nothing to chop it up, it'll stay strong. But right. That's the problem, right? It's all, you know, flatland and everything. I mean, there's hills up in northern yeah. Florida, but. All right. So they have tornado watching effect across central Florida until uh, 3 p.m. today, they're saying. You got to watch out for the, the, yeah. the far outer bands, too. That's where we're at right now. So this was, uh, I have a. A kind of a running tally on the morning show blog. If you want to keep up to date, there's uh, some live feeds on there and everything, and a couple of videos that I've been updating as far as looks at Perry. I mean, this wind in Perry is insane. They, they actually have a weather channel has a guy out there in Perry right now. He's outside. Uh, yeah, Reynolds Wolf. He's standing on a on a porch with oh a my. ton of oak trees all around him, and these things are just like splintering in front of him. Branches flying everywhere. It's oh pretty nuts, goodness. but I, I wanted to mention this too. I mentioned it earlier, but I think it's worth throwing out there again. The park closures, um, they're open, so they're actually they're, they're not closed. The only thing that's closed, as far as theme parks are concerned, is uh, Bush Gardens, which makes sense. You're talking Tampa, but Disney, their main parks are open. Uh, Universal is open today. A little bit later, they're not doing the early entry at nine, but they're still going to open. Wow. Uh, Legoland, SeaWorld, they're all open today. So, uh, And, you know, they talk to emergency management personnel, so they have to know exactly at 9 o'clock what the conditions are going to be like, or 10. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I think Orlando, for the most part, got the worst of their stuff during the night. And now as it starts, you know, as it's pretty far north starts of them. North, so. right. But how does that work with the tornado warning and watch we were just talking about through central Florida till 3 p.m. today? That, that's yeah. exactly they, they right. They have to keep an eye on that. They, they can close stuff, you know, at the drop of a hat. So right. they're going to have to. Or was your comment before? There's lightning 25 miles away and they pull you out of the yes. Disney pool. You're not so, kidding. That was the like, comment. That was it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Word, word for Sorry. <laughs> well, I was just paraphrasing. I'm but, sorry. No, but it's so true. But you're right, Bill. I mean, they still have a tornado watch. I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they feel like it's safe enough to do. I wouldn't I be guess. surprised if know. some rides are closed. You know, maybe like Magic Kingdom, you have like Mine Train and Tron are closed because they're more exposed as far as roller coasters are concerned. But the parks are staying open as of now. Yeah, it might be. I don't right. know. Who knows? Some good news. I'm going to change things up yeah. here. Uh, would you fly on a plane that was adults only? Yes. No kids. I sure. would be on this plane in a heartbeat. It's a Turkish Dutch airline called, I think it's Corindon Airlines. They have adult only zones for flights between Amsterdam and Curacao. It's a 10 to 11 hour flight. They're actually putting walls up at the front of the plane, kind of like cordoning <laughs> off first class. Get out, kids. You have to pay more for the seats. Uh, it's 50 bucks more per seat, uh, 110 if you want one with more leg room. But it separates you physically from all the other people with kids in the back of the plane. So I, I'd, I'd be in for it because there's nothing worse than a screaming baby. And you feel so badly for the mother who's doing her best or the dad. I know. And well, they're still screaming. They say the airline is saying this so far. There is great demand for these seats. Oh, I L- bet. Like people have been clamoring for it for years. <laughs> so so you like, got to figure. You wonder if it's going to make it over to an American airline. You know, whether th- this is something like Southwest would do right away. Right. I know. So Listen, we shall see. I got to say, though, sometimes flights with, you know, the adults get kind of crazy. We've seen videos. <laughs> okay. So we, yeah, we but know you how can that can take go. them out. You can't, you can't yeah, take out a baby. You know, it's true. just that simple.
Uh, the writer strike is still going on, and now it's affecting. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What? There's no writers for the late night hosts. Oh, oh my God! Oh, God no. no! They can't campaign for Joe Biden every oh. night of the Democrats. What are we gonna do? <laughs> what a well, shame. they have a plan. Oh no! They put together a combined show. All of the late night hosts: Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimball, and they did a Zoom call to see how it all went. And they did a little podcast. Oh you my gosh. I will tell you now, and I'll save you from it, this was the lamest thing I have ever seen or heard in my entire life watching entertainment. Well, you got too many bus oh. drivers. I would assume it's, they're all clamoring for time. Right. It's just amazing how bad they are. Yeah, it's, I, it's awful. It, and let me oh, tell you, I've, I've been ooh. a friend, you know, everyone loves Fallon. I can't stand that man because he has Paul McCartney on and insists on singing with him. Shut up and let Paul McCartney sing by himself. And now with this thing, they're really doing themselves a disservice because you can see what they're like without writers. Wow. It's so bad. That sounds oh, nauseating. All of them together? And they're going to do it a lot. Oh, Are they really? Oh, yeah. They're just oh, on no. like... It's it, 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 You know what it is, too? I see them all on like a Zoom thing or a FaceTime thing together, and they edit it together. It reminds you like the, the COVID. Yeah, right. COVID oh. shows they did. Yeah, oh. triggering. It's awful. Oh, well, if you want to lose weight, you can probably watch that because you lose your, your appetite. So. <laughs> Truly. That's terrible. I'll start watching today. <laughs> yeah, really. I'll finish up with this real quick, guys. Get us out of here. People are suing Burger King. Why? There's someone who is suing Burger King for saying that they're... Whoppers are too small. Damn it. Give me my giant whopper. Oh, come Have on. Have it your way. <laughs> what is wrong wait, wait, with didn't people? They, didn't they sue McDonald's for the same thing over the Big Mac or something? It I wasn't. They did. It wasn't the size that they said it was. False was advertising. Like, I was like, oh, please There stop. are just disgruntled customers who are pushing back, saying it's not what they expected when they get the whopper. It's not big enough. And the judge didn't uh, dismiss the case. The Burger King was trying to get the case dismissed in the claims court, but now they're going to have to go and uh, go to court over this, over the size of the Whopper. I want to see it. They oh, have to please. do a scientific study. They're going to have to compare it size by, you know, side by side in the courtroom. Is, I mean, has shrinkflation come to the Whopper? I don't know. It's <laughs> terrible. Oh, this is crazy. I know. All right, the latest. Where is Idalia and how strong right now? We'll hopefully get an update coming up next. That and some other stuff uh, next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. I don't know if Keaton Beach, Florida has ever been in the record books for anything, but it is now. That was the official landfall site. 7.45 a.m. this morning, 125 mile per hour wind sustained for Idalia. And it seems, the irony of it is, it seems to be more of the attention of the world is on Tampa Bay and Clearwater. I know, isn't that wild? It's like the storm made landfall 100 miles north of yeah. where the storm is causing a lot of damage. And it's probably because they said, and yesterday the governor said, the fortunate part of where it was scheduled to come ashore, which is almost exactly where it came ashore, it's very unpopulated. It's not like Tampa Bay. It's not like Clearwater. Right. It's not like a West Palm Beach. It's, it's you know, it's sparse. The problem is, could you get those people out? Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? I I know Clearwater Beach or what was that Cedar Key? There's like a it's like it's it's a little island off of Cedar Key all by itself. I'm sure there's people who live there. They got they must have gotten destroyed. I wonder what their winds were because they got more than 125. We think because that that's outer, like you're right. saying, and they felt it 
way before 7.45 in the morning. They're just saying official landfall was right. 7.45. And, and, and unfortunately, that's how it goes down in history yeah. now. You know, it was like Andrew came ashore with, you know, 140 mile an hour winds, whatever it was. Right. But they don't talk about the destruction that took place 20 miles inland. Right. You know, if you go to the record books, all you hear about is what came ashore as and, you know, it spawned all these tornadoes. But and that's the problem now. What was the alert for most of Central Florida, right? For tornadic activity? Tornado watch all of Central Florida until three PM, they're saying. Wow. That's a watch, not a warning, but still that's that's the concern is that you know, the thing comes in, Lynn, the outer bands creating these these tornadoes that's a that's a big concern so i don't know and uh, most of the colleges in the area closed until friday yeah. uh we haven't heard anything about you know any students being hurt or any damage to any of the Nothing. schools yet but this storm is still making its way across the state it's supposed to hit somewhere around the jacksonville brunswick georgia area around two o'clock this afternoon so this thing i mean it seemed like it was going a lot faster than that though it did it seems maybe it slowed down getting, yeah. maybe it's slow, maybe it's getting chopped up i doubt it but i hope so who well, knows if you go to 850wftl.com and go to our page there are links to live feeds uh, all the information you could possibly want where you can help uh, the american red cross where you can make a donation to whether it be financial or your own time because these people are going to need a lot of help uh, we thank you for joining us this morning. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. You have a great day. Be safe. We'll see you tomorrow.